Hello, this is Claire and the Art of Life and I'm talking to you from my bath as I often do when I'm podcasting and down in the cantina of my, my beautiful art house with my wonderful and uh, luxurious bath bombs and oily herbaceous deliciousness that one of my beautiful patrons um, gifted me recently. Mm, thank you. So I'm going to speak in this podcast around pleasure and um, I've taken a bit longer than usual to ruminate and gestate on this subject because I had a real thing a couple of weeks ago when I was reading to speak about it, got the, the urge, the the encouragement from the universe to speak to it, uh, to pleasure as a really vital aspect of our awakening and an often missed um, essential branch of what's going on in the world right now, of what what's that can liberate us, can free us. And I, yeah, I had a, a crisis of confidence around it, thinking, what can I, how can I speak with authority on this? You know, what authority do I have to speak about about um, pleasure? Which is a very interesting part of the deconstructing of the old consciousness, because if I can't speak about pleasure from the point of being, the point of view of self, myself, as an experiencer of pleasure, then well, who else can? <laughs> I have felt pleasure in my life and I've also um, gone from a, a state, moved very methodically from a state of being absolutely in pain, in grief, in depression, in helplessness and hopelessness. And I've moved very methodically into a state of sovereignty, a living state of sovereignty and a state of creative expansion. And um, pleasure is at the core of that. But when I started to think about speaking around pleasure, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I did have a, a whole conflict with what we're actually discussing and, and like the model of pleasure and what needs to be deconstructed and what needs to be brought back into embodied wisdom which of course is is what my work is all about the embodied wisdom and healing by actually listening to our body even listening to our pain I'm finding the sentience behind the pain which is needing to be felt and the memory that's needing to be remembered and released and the tension that wants our attention. So um, the idea of, of pleasure being at the core I feel is, is not, not like a, a precise enough metaphor where I have noticed myself in my, my personal journey 
into sovereignty, the, ple the pleasure aspect of it all is not something that can be separated from all things, even from the hard work, from the sweating and toiling, from the, the everyday interactions, from the challenges, from having to face the psychosis of folk deeply entrapped in the web of deceit around what life is and and what you have to do to be a good citizen and to um, be allowed to stay in the game, as it were. Um, yeah, it's it's really easy to conceptualise when we live in the mind, but when we start to live in the body and live in an integrated body-mind-spirit, um, it's not so easy to separate into compartmentalised imagery or structures what the nature of reality is because the nature of reality is oneness. It's oneness within the self, an integrated mind-body-spirit, an integrated immune system, an integrated um, conscious and deeper conscious. Uh, an integrated extended conscious which reaches out into the collective conscious, an integrated harmonious interrelationship with all things. It's separating one aspect of it is kind of superfluous because we, we know it when we know it, that it is one. And especially with pleasure. <sighs> pleasure has been compartmentalised and it has been relegated to the bedroom and it has been relegated to peak orgasm and to a very, very small percentage of what our power is. Ironically, that whole area, sexuality, the pelvis, the reproductive system, the sexual paraphernalia, the model that we're fed means that by default we're going to, because we've been programmed in that way to see pleasure as a separate thing, as a peak thing, a peak that then is followed by a trough, as something that's separate from the day-to-day, -day, that's hidden, that's behind closed doors, behind a locked door, in the bedroom, under the, under the sheets, perhaps. All of these mental constructs mean that we're able to relegate our pleasure to one place in time and to a very contrived version, like the crumbs of what it's meant to be, when really the vitality that comes from our core should be radiating up and out of us at all times and we should be drawing in from above and below a two-way toroidal field that we should be charging up at all times from the energy all around us. And we can do, we can do very easily, effortlessly almost. In fact, more than effortlessly, <laughs> um, delving into our, our true nature, it is based in pleasure, not in our being lost in it or lost in pleasure or overwhelmed by pleasure or pleasure being um, 
a goal that we get to and then we're separated from other things, but pleasure being the thing that permeates us and permeates all things when life is flowing properly, when all things are flowing through us, when a thought becomes an action, becomes a project manifest, becomes uh, a project enjoyed and then released into the world and loved by the world or, or doing something useful for the world, our projects. <clears throat> there doesn't have to be a, a label, a prescribed path and or um, a means of manipulating this force. The force, when it is aligned, when we're aligned, when we're aligned with our true nature, when we're aligned with what we're actually here to do, individually, collectively, um, when we're dedicating all of our time, energy and attention to the beauty of unfoldment, the, the blossoming of our mind, body, spirit and our collective well-being, true well-being and vitality, then by definition we, we channel this vitality, it comes up through us. Um, and all that's tricked us out of it is a false model in our heads and, and therefore the separation, the distraction of the head from the body. So I hope that's not all too abstract. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the main two areas I want to talk about here are how Pleasure has been turned into something that's separate, artificial and inferior, a bit like modern medicine, a bit like religion, a bit like schooling, a bit like politics, a bit like the economic system. And really, at all times and in all places and to everyone, everyone, we have access to the enormous flow and abundance of what life really is, of what that vitality and pleasure and goodness is. Now, in modern, in modern thinking around spirituality and around the state of the world and how we meliorate it, <laughs> how we um, heal it and move forward, there are two kind of schools around one going towards superficial pleasure and one going towards pain as a as the backbone of of what you know um pain denying ourselves pleasure denying ourselves what we need and um, sacrificing ourselves for the whole there's there's a, a double-edged sword which it cuts both ways which seems to be be being promoted um and I do feel within my own lifetime, I've been able to comprehend by living in spiritual communities, in conventional communities and different cultures and immersing myself deeply with groups of people in, in multiple different dimensions. I've been able to feel my way into how anything, any kind of rigidity of thinking or even any kind of structure 
ultimately is very, very distracting and pulling us into the head rather than just allowing the thing to naturally unfold, the pleasureful fulfillment of our life purpose to naturally unfold. And again, if we're separate from our head, if we're separate from our body, if we feel the need to label and compartmentalise things or put them into a, a time slot, an agenda, a, a schedule, then by definition, we've, we've lost track of the natural structure that already exists that we simply have to rest into, relax back into and allow to take form itself. We already have a structure. The structure is our body. The structure is the trinity of body, mind and spirit. The healthy trinity, the perfectly balanced triangle of body, mind and spirit. Or body, mind and vital force. We don't need to try and improve on that or manipulate it or force it in any way. And where we are forcing it, we can easily put our attention there and recognise where we're trying to push something in a way where it's not necessary to push, that the universe will do the pushing. And we simply have to chop wood and carry water and get on with our painting, get on with our creativity, get on with getting on with our neighbours and get on with the practical stuff of feeding ourselves, bathing ourselves, undoing the damages that have been done to us over the decades and decharging from the daily accumulation, especially if we live in built-up areas or have to interact with a lot of um, conventional folk, shall we say. So, There's already a natural rhythm to life. There's already a natural rhythm to our day. We don't need to impose hours and deadlines in it. We don't need to, there's no need to divide life into work and then play and then pleasure. In an integrated life, we can be experiencing the labour, which is so fulfilling and purposeful and necessary and useful. And we are rewarded at the end because we're working towards something, like chopping wood, we're working towards something. And then we can enjoy what we're working towards, which is a hot fire, which might heat our water. It might heat a kettle for a hot water bottle. It might heat the oven so that I can bake potatoes and vegetables, root vegetables. Oh. When, when we're living symbiotically, we're not separating things into things that you get billed for, things that you uh, build invoiced for. We're not separating things into times of the day or certain days for certain things. We're simply following the natural rhythm that already exists. We might do more active things in the morning. We might do more relaxing things in the evening. We might go out in the heat of the day, in the winter, 
the, the relative heat of the day to do work outside because that fits best. We might spend a rainy day inside doing inside work because it, we would get wet and cold if we were outside. But again, stepping back into the conventional, the conventional model would be to push through our displeasure, push through our discomfort, push through our body and mind and spirit being exhausted by having our energy harvested through a conventional job that we don't enjoy and that doesn't feel purposeful, that isn't our life purpose, at least, that doesn't involve our whole body and mind and spirit in union, pleasurefully engaging in the fulfilment of our life mission. Um, if we're having our energy harvested by a conventional job, we will, by default, be pushing through our natural rhythms forcing ourselves out the door in the winter when we really should be napping, really should be napping. Sleeping longer until the later sunrise, going to bed earlier, slowing down in the evenings. We should be doing less manual labour or if we are doing manual labour, it should be, it could be completely intertwined with, I'm not just chopping wood because I have to get wood for the fire. I'm maybe sitting at the easel and I start to feel cooler and I, and I start to feel a bit stiff because it's cool in the studio. So then I think, what can I do that's useful and performs multiple functions, tidying the gardens, healing the land, taking the trees that were aggressively invading the space, chopping them into logs, carrying them up the big, the big steep steps and getting them into my cantina ready to be processed for the next year, being dried out for the next year. I'm investing in my future. I'm warming myself up in that moment. I'm exercising in a way that when one becomes too sedate, sitting at a computer, sitting at an easel, um, as pleasurable as that is to be doing the work that I love, writing, podcasting, Doing, creating my websites um, at the easel, painting as, as pleasurable as it is, it needs to be balanced. And the beauty of being able to move from one to another task fluidly, not in you know a certain day for going to the shop, a certain time for rushing at the end of the workday to get some groceries or buy some wood or whatever, rushing about in the car, having to use the car all the time because... I need to get to a place quickly to save time to rush home. Um, time poverty. Um, time poverty by definition means that we've run the pleasure out, out of being fully present in each moment and allowing each moment <clears throat> to meld into the next without having to stop what we're doing, change attack, um, uh, change gear, um, speed up, grab a, get to the shop before it closes, etc. Grab what's on discount, buy in bulk to save money, etc. etc. Um, stepping into gift and synchrony and synchronicity and pleasure is it can't be separated. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> from all these other areas of life, because naturally, um, 
there already exists, as it were, nature's law, God's timetable, <laughs> and the right action, the right action which is right for everyone because it's right for us, it's also right for everyone. If it's truly right, if it's truly for our health, our vitality, our warmth, our coolness in summer, <clears throat> if we're using the nature's resources with respect and honour and returning, returning them a gift in return, <clears throat> rather than just taking, rather than just grasping and stealing effectively. When we're, when we're involved in an interrelationship rather than a transaction with what we're taking, and we're also taking at a certain time of the day, at a certain pace, not a prescribed time and pace, but at a, a time which is right on all levels. It's right because it's the sun is up, it's not raining, it's warm outside, which is aligned with me being at my most active part of the day, which is aligned with me enjoying deeply, enjoying deeply the pleasure of being able to step out the house, just stepping out the house, breathing in the air, listening to the birds all around, listening to the waterfall cascading nearby, listening to the farm traffic going back and forth from the fields, listening to the chatter of neighbours, listening to dogs and cats barking and yowling and my wee cats following me down, you know, they also feel the call in that pleasureful way where cats only do pleasureful things mostly. <laughs> where they, they'll follow me down and, and join in, scratching on the posts that I'm sawing, scratching on the stump that I've, I've left there. Um, yeah, it's, re it's really a, a, a powerful symbiotic moment, which is steeped in pleasure in a way that in the past I might have been rushing around with a, a lot more tasks lined up for each day and having to work to yeah to other people's schedules and trying to work to a deadline and I would have resented that I have to try and squeeze in chopping of wood you know squeezing it in you know one cannot rush chopping of wood and I was thinking about how somebody would observe how I'm chopping the wood how long I'm taking to snap the little twigs I'm using my bare hands I don't have a pair of thorn preventing gloves so I'm doing everything by hand and I have got quite a few um, stabbings of, of um, acacia thorns in my hands where I've absentmindedly picked something up and that in itself is a pleasure. It's not a pleasure to get a pin stuck in my thumb but it is a pleasure to know that the blood that's dripping out my thumb is going back to the tree as a gift and it's activating something between us. It's activating something in me to accept that I have the sacred blood flowing through my veins and that if it's dripping out into the world, it's a gift for the earth, a gift for a plant. It's full of enrichment and nutriment and also consciousness. I don't have any doubt that my conscious relationship with the tree is enhanced by my putting a drop of my blood on it or my menstrual blood being gifted to the tree to thank it for having chopped it down. And gifting it so that it will grow even better. 
not enhancing it because my blood is so much more powerful than all the other nutriment in nature, but it is a dense form of very blessed nourishment and power, energy, vitality, colour, <laughs> beauty that can only be delivered to the tree through my conscious awareness that the tree will benefit from it. And that again is about the pleasure of purpose and meaning and nothing being wasted and everything getting its right place, everything being put in the right place. You know, my blood doesn't go down the toilet, doesn't get flushed away in a tampon, doesn't get put in the compost even, although that wouldn't be the worst place for it, but still it's going off into a, an industrial composting system via the pickup. So I would, it would make much more sense for the blood to be go directly into the soil nearby, which is what I tend to do. Take buckets of water where I rinse my rags out. And again, this is coming into, you see the complexity of this, coming into the pleasure of bleeding, the pleasure, it's, it's effort on the part of the body to release the blood, but it's also not effort because it's an effort, a natural effortless effort that the body is coming round to that part of the cycle. I'm a fertile woman, I'm releasing the lining of the womb that isn't there making a baby this month. And I'm releasing that also, I'm releasing through releasing the blood, I'm releasing all that's been absorbed in the womb that month. And because I'm doing that consciously, because I know the meaning of that, the depth of the meaning, the breadth of the meaning, the enormity of the meaning of it, <clears throat> it's very easy for me to bleed in a way that is natural, easy, and pleasureful. And the pleasure isn't just from the sensation, the pleasure isn't just from um, knowing that my blood is feeding the plants and healing the soil. <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm not creating some kind of a construct in my head of like a super blessed bleeding woman and a goddess and so on. I simply know the power of what my nutriment and my menstruating, what I am actually menstruating, is going out into the world in the right way. It's not going to contaminate the water and clog up the water. Not contaminating in the sense that it's dirty, but simply contaminating as in blood and water don't necessarily need to be mixed in terms of our blood going into the river. That's not really the right cycle. It's not really compatible, it's not really helpful, especially with the kind of shit that's coming through women's bodies in this day and age. Uh, God almighty, you only imagine what the rivers are getting filled with, eh, in the sea. But the earth can hold our blood, the earth can take our blood and alchemize it and use it in a way that the water won't necessarily be doing in a way that the industrial composting system won't necessarily benefit from in the same way. It might, it might activate and heal and do all kinds of great stuff in the industrial composting system, but again, the pleasure comes from the cycle of cleaning one's cotton cloths, collecting the beautiful bowl of red water, walking down to the gardens, 
feeding the plants, feeding the trees, giving something in return rather than just taking. Um, and of course, composting systems are a huge part of that too. Rather than taking from the gardens and then putting the compost into uh, a little tub to get taken away into the industrial composting system, I might think about creating a, a beautiful composting system down below in the gardens where everything that we've taken from the gardens will then be returned back to the gardens, the parts that we're not using. So again, the cycles, the pleasure of being part of a cycle, the, the pleasure of being part of a whole circle is perhaps the external metaphor for what's, what pleasure really is within ourselves. Pleasure is energy flowing. Pe pleasure is vitality and consciousness merged perfectly and working together because when our, when our um, consciousness and attention and physicality and vitality are all working together, we form this beautiful interstellar superhighway kind of a road rather than little synaptic bursts which are separated by our believing that the thing are, things are separated. So this big cosmic highway that we are a kind of, not even a gateway for, it's like we are the highway. We are multidimensional. We are reaching out into the heavens and beyond and down into the earth and beyond, into the centre of the earth. But when we really know that <clears throat> and can embody that, and are consciously have that at a high level of movement when we're in our cycles and our circles and our um, seasons and our natural rhythm of the day. It's then from there, from that base point, that very base, simple base point, it's possible to then grow the energy, to expand the energy, to focus on projects that are going to have a big on knock-on positive effect in the world rather than when our when our energy is disparate and separated dispersed and we're distracted like perpetually distracted then our, our energy is very easily hooked into agendas very easily hooked into manipulation in fact it can't not be hooked into manipulation the fact that even if it's just us manipulating ourselves, harassing ourselves and bringing ourselves down, by definition, if our energy is dissipated, it's open to being interfered with by whatever forces are around, not all multidimensional forces. So the immunity to that and the, the full <clears throat> flow, the full engagement in a pleasure full life that is the natural immunity the natural immunity of it is the natural immunity where anything that isn't in line with that cosmic highway that we are is will just fall off because it will naturally it can't it can't grasp onto a part of us because we are whole and yeah, from that wholeness, we, we can experience as much pleasure as we want. 
And that, all of that to say, you know, all of that, what's that, 30, 30 minutes or so to say, 32 minutes to say, that what we've been fed to us, what we've had fed to us as pleasure is, is a microcosm of what we really are what we've been told to accept and settle for. Even, you know, the holidays in the sun and the champagne and the, <clears throat> the freedom to have sex with whoever you want, whenever you want. It's very far from what the, the infinite bounty is that we share when we're really at one, at one with ourselves, at one with each other at one with our twin flame, at one with our community. The pleasure unfolds through every cell of our being. And the pleasure radiates from us so that we're pleasurable to be around, mostly. <laughs> and we're pleasurable to, to celebrate with, to work with, to make agreements with. And the pleasure is exuding like, like heat from a fire, like light from the sun. And there's, there's no need to grasp, no need to grasp for the pleasure. It's simply, I feel like I should say presents itself. Because in a way, I think the universe does, it, it can work transactionally, but it's not, not in the way that we think of transactions, in a give and take. It's much more holistic and complicated than that, complex and big than that. But the universe does reciprocate, and the more we grow our pleasure and our energy, our holistic pleasure the more the universe throws more of it in our direction. And this isn't to say, it's not to oversimplify and, and suggest that we all walk around being blissed out all the time. Like my good friend was saying to me recently, you know, before enlightenment, you chop wood and carry water. But what do we do after enlightenment? You chop wood and carry water. But you certainly are doing it in a very different way. <laughs> where you are probably more blissed out than, than striving. <clears throat> and even the hardest challenges of the contemporary psychosis that needs to be deconstructed and re retrained towards health, real health, real trust, real power, real creativity, real authority, truth, and so on. All the challenges of that, all the challenges of winter and the cold and the wet that need to be combated with and protected against. All the physical work of chopping wood. Oh my goodness, this feels like never ending, but fucking beautiful. I love it. I get excited about getting up from my, my slightly stiff knees and hips from sitting for a long time when I've got carried away with painting or carried away with... Um, working on the computer and I'm excited I'm, I'm sort of skipping down the steps <laughs> I'm singing because my body is 
aligned only with pleasure, the pleasure of good work, the pleasure of a task completed and of a day in which things were achieved that are our investments in my future and in my own comfort and well-being. Um, years, years past, I would have accepted having very little heating in the house because it probably would have been electric heating and I would have been struggling to pay an electricity bill every month. <laughs> and now I'm enriched and abundant because I have the freedom to go out and attract wood to myself. <laughs> Either my going and gathering it or people or chatting with people about wood chopping in general and then suggesting, oh, you can take this pile of wood that I don't need or I've got cuttings from my garden from the trees. I'll, I'll give them to you and so on. So, yeah, connectedness, pleasure of being an expansive being, being much more than the sum of parts, much more than being locked inside our our bodies separate from our minds and I'm locked inside our minds separate from our bodies simultaneously. The displeasure of being tied into a system that goes completely against our natural rhythms and our need to slow down in the winter and be more free and open in the summer. Um, our endless compromising in order to get crumbs or in order to get the false freedom of having coin when really the freedom comes through good work, well done, enjoyed and purposeful and fulfilling and necessary as well. <laughs> so, yeah, just some thoughts here. Um, if you'd love to join our conversations, around subjects like these, you're really welcome to join our live painting sessions that we do every Wednesday just now. And um, I'm looking to expand them at some point, but at the same time, I'm currently working on my rejuvenation of my Women Art Sex website, which I'm absolutely loving. I'm very excited about um, putting those things in order, finally getting the perfect container for what my work is in, in the world and my other websites. I'm very excited to be starting on my Art Sovereignty website, which is going to be uh, an evolved iteration of the School of Real Art, this art school that I, I made some years ago, um, which now I feel much more ready and confident to be putting into format like my livingingift.com work, course, transmission. And I am going to be putting an extra chapter at the end of that. I'm excited about doing that. That's a, something I've been working up to for a while now. The last couple of years, I've had lots of iterations of the last chapter. I think it's chapter six in the Living in Gift course, Transmission. And now I'm getting a clear mind about what really what really is happening in the world right now and what, what we need to do about it and what we can do to facilitate the change that is so rapidly unfolding around the world. Change all for the better. Thank the universe. Thank the multi-dimensions. Um, so yeah, keep an eye on that, livingingift.com, artsovereignty.com, 
and our live painting sessions, which you can always see via womenartsex.com forward slash painting sessions. Um, join me on Hive and the other connections you can find via links on my connect page or contact page. And if you would like to support my work, I would love to see you on Patreon. It helps a huge amount to have a, a regular gifting income, incoming gifts from my patrons, my beautiful Patreon patrons. Ah, it's an amazing thing to get that payment every month and to be able to pay my bills and even occasionally put a bit of petrol in the car and some money in my phone. It's just wonderful, really wonderful. Um, I do live fairly damn frugally compared to most folk. Um, so every dollar that I get, every euro or every pound that I get donated through the Patreon is enormous. And I've got various other ways, because I live in gifts, there's various other ways. You can also donate or gift me via PayPal, Bitcoin and various other ways. So yeah, just look at my I Live in Gift page, the gifting page on my website. So I send you blessings, I send you pleasureful, conscious, meaningfulness and I love you and I wish that I wish that you be free and well, strong and happy. Blessings on your day. Ciao.